Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's excellent adventure. It is... Uh, Second podcast of 2019, right? You didn't say I'm Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Matt, and this is Andy. No, honey. Oh, what? I'm your wife. I know it seems like Andy's your wife sometimes. Feels like it. But I'm actually your wife. So what'd you think of this episode of Star Trek, honey? Um, I forgot to watch it. Oh, no. This is not going to be a great podcast. Nope. Why don't we just talk about our impending child? Oh, that's a good idea. All right. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Uh, that's Dory. I'm Matt. Uh, that's Bo on the couch. Bo on the couch. Follow up to this line of thought. Is this the first one? No. Yes. Yes. Happy 2019, everybody. Because, yeah, technically... Yeah, last yeah, one last, up, uh, last Monday was the thirty first of December. Oh, what a December it was! Indeed, do you and think it was January, a it is... December to remember, or were you? Do you have any happy Honda days? 
Did you have a Toyota-thon? You're trying to sell me a car? I guess so. Because it's working. <laughs> All right. I would like one. <laughs> uh, okay, so. We have had quite a weekend. We've had a week. I think a lot of the country right now is going through the uh, Netflix recommended viewing of Tidying up. Tidying up. The show that makes you go, why do I have so much stuff? Mm-hmm. And if these bozos can do it? Uh, yeah, a little bit of the, uh, there's a little bit of an if these bozos. And there's a lot of, I need tiny boxes. <laughs> and there's a lot of, wow, Marie Kondo has really good posture oh she's great posture she greets the house guys we haven't watched tidying up uh, look i'm gonna just go out on a limb based on uh, our audience uh, you've all watched it probably um we've watched two and a half episodes two and a half episodes and i'm nearly done with my closet same so it's been an exciting development <laughs> Bo was uh Sort of gauging the pile of stuff on the couch. He's sniffing the shoe. What are those called? Uh, I guess they're shoe forms. Shoe forms. Yeah. Somehow they had been living in the back of my closet. Well, I think. Which I've now cleaned out thanks to tidying up. Look, I don't. Here, I'm jealous of uh, everybody that has drawers. I don't have drawers. Yeah. Uh. So I've had to put bin. I, I have one. I have a, a couch very far away. A couch. I have a couch. And I have a, a very far away closet from our bedroom. Um, because uh, let's just say I wasn't allowed to keep anything in our bedroom. There's one closet. One small closet in our bedroom. Uh-huh. And a dresser and, as, and an armoire. And as the lady of the house, I felt it was my duty to to take that closet okay yeah look it is what it is so uh another purge has happened this is all part of the christmas purge it was really good timing of netflix to release the show while we were while we are trying to get the home ready i wonder if thrift stores across america are like no more donations they could be uh they could also be like, this is a great time to buy container store stock. <laughs> um, if you're out there, uh, I would suggest investing. Find out who makes the best um, tiny boxes and invest in that company. I'm surprised. Maybe she does and I just don't know, but I'm surprised Marie Kondo doesn't have her own line of organizational tools. It seems like she doesn't need it. Hmm. She's uh, really actually into helping people and not um, making a buck off of uh, tiny boxes. <laughs> but she also like, I love the fact that they, she brings the tiny boxes into the home with her for the last day mm. and then leaves with the tiny boxes. Well, like as though she's just them. to go, see, <laughs> these are some of the boxes I think you should have. Well, she, you know what? I think she actually really empowers people. She's saying, I'm, I'm not fishing for you. I'm teaching you to fish. Yeah, that's, you know, the old adage. Give a man a fridge. Teach him to have a new fridge. We got a new fridge, everybody. 
Our old fridge was broken. Our old fridge's freezer uh, gasket was... seal was not uh, great anymore, um, causing all sorts of uh, freezer burn, chaos. It was the fridge that was in this rental when we moved in. And so, we decided since we're going to be here for another two another years. two years that and we didn't move. We didn't spend the money to move. We didn't yeah. spend the money to move to a more expensive house that we are going to. Are people going to get annoyed at us for spending the money to have a freezer that works? No, I'm just saying, like, I think until now we had been sort of reluctant to invest any oh, money. Oh, I never was. In the house. Because I knew we would be here. Okay, well, I was. Uh-huh. But Dory now, was into getting giant couches. My perspective has shifted. That's good. It's finally. And I've decided... I would like to be comfortable. Welcome. I would like to make this a welcoming home for uh, our future son. I am trying to welcome you to my side of this rental. Well, you're welcoming me into your office soon. That's true. <laughs> so I will be on this Technically, side of the rental. Technically, it is my side of the rental. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but we... We got, uh, we got, it, this all happened. We'd been t- sort of talking about it and I was like, oh, maybe we should ask the landlord to fix it. But the landlord seemed not interested in fixing it really. I can't make heads or tails of what's going on around here. Meanwhile, they're, they're patching they, up they, the took lawn. It, they took it upon themselves to fix the windows, which the, we didn't the, ask She's for. saying this like it's done. It, they have not done this. No, they just say they're going to. Yeah. Well, he said they're he starting He says a lot of week. things. Okay, All some right. of them have come true. Oh, also, this morning at 6.15 in the morning, I was awake because I wake up early these days. I was reading, and Bo started barking hysterically. I was like, oh, no, is there an intruder? And so I Instead went... Instead of waking me up, she goes out as a pregnant lady. So I went out as a pregnant lady and opened the little peephole um, of our front door, and I saw a pickup truck in the driveway. Uh-huh. It was a, it was still dark out. Two men in fluorescent vests. Yep. And I was like, is it an Amazon delivery? And then I was like, maybe, because Matt gets these meals delivered now. I was like, maybe it's, and I was like, no, it's Sunday. Matt's meals don't come on Sunday. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, what are they bringing into the yard? And then I was like, they're putting down grass <laughs> at 6.15 in the morning on a Sunday. And I'd like to state for the record, they still haven't brought enough sod to put down on all the dirt. It was extremely bizarre. And then yesterday they were fixing the back fence. Yeah. At the behest of no one. Correct. One of the few times the fence wasn't actually that broken. I know. It's I've, very... I've fixed that fence myself many times. It's very odd. Anyway, we decided. So we think they're getting this place ready to sell. But we just signed a two-year lease. So, <laughs> so... we could be doing all of this for naught. <laughs> no, they ha- the leases have to be honored. All right. If you have don't. a lease signed, it has to be honored. Did you sign it? I didn't sign it. I signed it. All right. Yeah. I might have, yeah. Forged my signature? Yeah. Oh, this should not be in case they try to legally repercuss us. <laughs> yeah, you might have to take this. My out. wife is authorized to sign all things for me. Yep. As my wife. Um, she has anyway. a digital copy of my signature for such an occasion. That's true. I did use the digital copy of your signature that I have stored on my computer. So I didn't, I didn't forge your signature. No, I was there. Um, anyway, all of that is happening I did a, we both did big purges. Next, we move on to books. Uh, and then we do paper. Is books next? Yeah, books is next. No one yet on this show. Again, we've, we've popped around. We have, we saw the one with the no people one has getting ready books. for the baby. <laughs> and then we saw the first one. And then we, we started watching the um, couple that has lived in that house. And there's six generations of stuff. 
along with eight billion clothes. And it's like the closest I've seen the show come to hoarding. Yeah. And uh, a whole like Christmas room. Rooms. Yeah. She loves Christmas. Yeah. So I can't wait for them to unearth the tragedy that happened at some point in there. Oh. That would have caused her to become a hoarder. Because I, you know, I've seen enough hoarders to know. That's what happens. She seems like she might be emotionally neglected. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Retail therapy. <laughs> She's a big fan of it. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to uh, get rid of stuff. I mean, I like to get rid of stuff. I don't like to have a ton of stuff. I just happen to have a ton of stuff. You say happen to have as though it just appeared. <laughs> well, it's a sl- I have less. I honestly, I have less stuff than you. Hands down. I have less stuff than you. It's just that the guitars are bigger than the other things that you have. Okay, your stuff takes up more space. Yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I just have less of it. Okay. That's all. All right. It's not that big. No, NBD. Okay. Oof. Boy, oh boy. This girl, huh? This guy, huh? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, Dory went to an ultrasound appointment, uh, not an ultrasound, but a checkup with the OBGYN. I did. Um, we heard the little guy's heartbeat. Matt was not there. He had to work. Yeah. Um, heartbeat was nice and strong and fast, like as fast as it's supposed to be. <laughs> she said, it sounds perfect. As long as his heart wasn't racing. Uh, no. And she gave me my, uh, drink for my glucose test at the end of the month. Oh boy. That's going to be so fun. Uh, so the glucose test, for those of you who don't know, is to see if you have gestational diabetes. So what they do is they give you this drink that is sugar water, I guess, essentially. Um, yeah, it's it's what um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character drinks in uh, Men in Black. So you drink that, and then exactly an hour later, they take your blood. And depending on how high your blood sugar is, they decide whether you are at risk for or have gestational diabetes. If you don't pass the test, you have to take another a three-hour test. A three-hour test. This is the one-hour test. Um, so I'll do that at the end of the month, but they give you the drink now so you have it. And yeah, but everything seemed good. She was like, like I was like, I don't have it. Like nothing's, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. I had such a shitty first trimester and then... Once I stopped feeling sick, I've been like feeling pretty good. Yeah, I would say you do get the succubus tiredness, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely it drains the life force out of you. And also, I'm not drinking any coffee. Yeah. So, but I mean, you're giving yourself ample time to get enough sleep. Yes, but I'm also just, just waking unfortunately up. Unfortunately, not getting the sleep that you would normally. Oh, you know what she did say? Because I was, I was like, actually, the one thing is I'm waking up every night at like. Anywhere between like three and five thirty. Yeah. And sometimes I can go back to sleep and sometimes I can't. Uh-huh. And then she was like, Do you wake up because you have to pee or do you pee after you wake up? And I was like, Sometimes I have to pee, but usually I'll just be like, Well, I'm up, I might as well pee. And then I was like, and that's when I take my thyroid meds. And she was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I take them in the middle of the night. It started because, you know, when I was sick. You're supposed to wait half an hour until you eat after you take them. And I had like I had to eat the second I woke up or I would, you know, want to puke. So and then you can't take your vitamins within four hours. So I was like, so, you know, I was waking up every night anyway. And I I was like, I might as well just take the meds. And she was like, 
uh, you don't really need to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> she was like, I looked at your, like, I looked at your chart, like you were barely above where you were supposed to be on your thyroid. Like she was basically like, they were just being, they were uh, being extra, extra, extra careful. Extra careful. Cool. Um, and she was like, you know, that's number one. Number two, she's like, eh, I think if you, like, if you take the meds right when you get up and then, you know, you go to the bathroom, you get your breakfast ready and you eat, you eat like 20 minutes after. She's like, I think you're fine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, and, you know, your body might subconsciously know that it has to wake up for the meds and that's exacerbating your wake-ups. Your wake-ups. And I was like, that's interesting. Well, I don't think it solved anything because you're still well, up two and night, reading. Two nights ago, I did sleep through the night. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good news to report. Yep. Last night, I woke up at 5.45. Mm -hmm. If it's like almost 6, I'll just stay up. There was a, you know, there was a morning during the break where I was out here with Bo and then walked him and you know you were sleeping till like probably 8.30 but I that night I'd been up oh. for like at least an hour between like 3 and 4 okay um, but yeah that that's the best like if I can be up and then fall back asleep that's mm -hmm. great but sometimes I can't yeah Um. anyway so that was kind of it I was like yeah I'm not like knock on wood I don't really have any issues right now like i'm not in pain mm -hmm. i don't have heartburn nope she was like well that could that she's like that could still happen as the baby yeah. grows and everything gets pushed up i also do feel like within the last few days i really like popped yeah you do i do i do come home and go oh there's a pregnant lady in my house now yeah like i see i see i see a pregnant lady yeah not just like a lumpy lady not just someone under their covers yeah mm-hmm um, so that's exciting. I mean, I'm 25 weeks tomorrow. Uh, you are indeed 25 weeks tomorrow. It's, uh, screaming around the corner here. Yep. I got a lot of podcasts to do between now and then. You sure do. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. You know, the only thing keeping me going is the fact that I, um, we get to throw stuff out. That's the only thing keeping you going. <laughs> I'm like, honestly excited about potentially having a neat home. Me too. I was, there was like an article in the New York Times talking about how much clutter affects you psychologically. I mean, look at this desk. It's very cluttered. It's not cluttered. It's a fucking mess. It's beyond a clutter. I think, you know, I've said this, I've said this before, but... You are someone who needs systems. I do need systems, but I don't need you to make rules for me. No, you like me to make rules for you. I know, I do. I need systems, but you know. You need systems and you also like, you know, a place for everything and everything in its place. Like a lot of stuff doesn't have a home, so it just sort of ends up wherever. Ugh. We need everything to have a home. It's crazy. I mean, I even like, I took the jackets that I am in, that are in the rotation right now. And put them there. That's where I will keep the jackets that I am. That's in the rotation. And I in my closet, I have put the jackets that are not currently in the rotation, not cold enough, not whatever. Sure. They're there. So well, as long as they're in only two places, that's part of the system. 
great. Well, I'm not like you. I'm not going to like leave a jacket, three jackets hanging on next to the door so you can't hang anything. It's, uh, you know, Dory acts like she's queen of systems. I don't need as many systems as you, but yeah. I try to have systems. You also have, Dory's number one thing is uh, at any given time in the den, the den, we've never called it the den <laughs> in our lives, in the living room, there'll be three or four bags that she might be using. Uh-huh. For various things. Yep. This is my going. This is my going to breakfast bag. This is my gym bag. This is my after the gym. I need a different purse. This is my bag that's big enough to have a laptop in it. Uh huh. That's a backpack. Why? Look, whatever. It's just like, and then I never know what you're using when, and I'm just like, mm. why is this all here? And I can never. Well, there's really only there's really. Three bags. That yeah, are but they kind of all the seem to happen rotation. to be. You always put them down. That's because in one of three places. I often use all three of them in the course of a day. Yeah, I mean that's out of control. What if you could Is get it? one bag that could do everything? I like having a small bag that if I just need to be taking like my wallet and my phone and my sunglasses and a bottle of water. Like I like having that bag. Okay. But then I like having a slightly bigger bag if I do need to take like my laptop or anything else. Uh Uh-huh. And I like that. It's a backpack. It's a small backpack. Well, the backpack should just be for your laptop. You should take a purse and a backpack. No. Why turn your purse, your backpack into a purse? Because I like having it all in one place. It's nice. Okay. If I'm taking if I'm taking that bag anyway, I'll put it all together. You know what I'm saying? You don't though, honey. You don't. Okay. All right. This has been bag talk. <laughs> this is Dory's bag corner. Uh, look, the purge. It's it's coming. I'm I'm really, you know, I'm enthusiastic about the idea of getting rid of things. And we solved the couch problem. Uh, TBD. TBD on the couch problem. You don't think we did? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. We got to, you know, there's a lot that has to happen. I, you know, the painting, I'm just like horrified by all we of don't this. Ha- I mean, we don't have to do the painting. I know, but like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But that's your update on, on the purge, the tidying up purge of 2018. Uh, 2019, it's coming along. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, can I fold a shirt now. Matt is really good at folding shirts. Yeah, well, look, I, I like the, I don't actually like the way she does it, but I can do it the way she does it. And you did it very well. Yeah, I had to teach Dory how to fold long sleeve. I still don't really do it right. I don't understand why. It's very easy. Mm. Okay. That's a lot. We, a lot. we covered a lot there. Yeah, we did. Should we take a short break? Uh, here's why we're prepping for the baby. Find out after the break. <laughs> the tease. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. We're back. We are back. And I told you that we were going to find out why we're prepping for the baby. So <laughs> there were two things we heard from many, many people about this past week. Yeah, let's let's hear it. What was it? One of which was... Hey, Matt, did you know you could just put Dory in your favorites and it'll bypass Do Not Disturb? She's in my favorites, guys. And I f- and then I was like, maybe we weren't clear. I, I've i been in his favorites. That's not the issue. The issue is more if like a doctor called or the hospital called or, you know, something like that. Yeah. A number that was not in Matt's phone or in his favorites. Right. Not me calling. So just want to be clear. I'm in his favorites. I should just find out what the Cedars phone number would be. Mm. dump that into my favorites true you know although presumably you'll be by my side the whole time you never know um the other thing that we heard from many people about was a lot of people saying you guys don't need to get your whole nursery set up you don't 
you you have like you don't need that much for a baby. You just need a pack and play and somewhere to change him and you know, blah blah blah. And then I realized we also hadn't been clear about this. We don't have room for anything. Yeah, there's nowhere to put a pack and play. We don't have room for a pack and play. Honest to God, right now, I would struggle to find a surface big enough and flat enough and clean enough to change a child on. And there's nowhere to change a child. So, so right now, I I wish you could see the house, everybody. Like, you don't even understand. It It is the bane of my existence. The fucking clutter that is in this house. It is not Dory's fault. It is not my fault. It is our fault. It drives me crazy. So, I am excited about the possibility of t- reuniting uh, myself with declutterizations. As the I, issue I've never lived in a declutter home. The issue is is clutter and also just too much stuff, like too much furniture, too much everything. I, I, what is our square footage? Like, uh, honestly, we're in 1,200 square feet, guys. Everyone in New York listening to this is like, that's huge. Yeah, I'm sure it's huge. But we went, we had a two bedroom townhouse and a two, a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, and my and, apartment was 900 square feet. And my apartment was probably 13, 1,400 square feet. And we took all of that stuff and jammed it into a 1,200 square foot house. In addition to which, Dory has bought three couches. And a dining room table. And chair. We have 900. You want to come over and sit down, everybody? Well, one of the couches I already owned. Guys, do you want to come over and sit down? Because have I got a chair also, for you? Also, you had two couches. <laughs> Where are they? We got rid of them. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not here to argue about couches. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I'm just, I'm just. Has anyone called, I'm just clarifying. Has, has anyone written in about the couches? No, you're fixated on the couches. It is it, the couches. You're fixated. He brings up the couches all the time, once a day at minimum. Oh, it's it just and it's the same. It's like a broken record. Do you know the what I said? Same today? thing. I pushed the um, I pushed the dining room table in uh, towards the couch. Again, we have a combination dining room, living room. We've just decided that that's what it would become. It was not. I don't think it was designed to be that, but you know, it sort of works. I pushed it up so that people could get the the fridge in. And I was just like, look at all this space. It's like six inches. I was like so excited <laughs> about the six inches of space I made. <sighs> anyway, we're, we're not saying this to complain about the house or just get pity from people. No, I, just I don't wanna, want pity. I just yeah. want to clarify for all these people writing in. I want someone to come in and, and take a couch. I guess envisioning that we have all this space... We don't. That's number one. Number two, we are going to be in this house, God willing, until this child is a year and a half old. We are going to have to set up the nursery sometime. And yeah. quite frankly, I would rather set it up now before we have a child. Here's how I've described this after. situation to my therapist. And I think I might have said this last week on the podcast, but I'm going to reiterate it. You know those tile puzzles where one tile is missing and you have to shift it around so that you can make the image of the tiger, for instance? Our home is like that right now, but there is no missing tile. There is n- We cannot shuffle anything anywhere because there's bullshit everywhere. Thank you and good night.
please enjoy a sleep number bed. <sighs> anyway, yeah, it's like this dry guys. This is a this is a sore ta- sore sore subject. I, you know, it's it's I am like such a weird split personality of I don't want anything in my house. And meanwhile, like I need guitars. Five Amazon packages show up at least once a day. Oh, uh, Matt, what'd way. you order? Uh, the uh, some some stuff. That's not. That's never what happens. She's like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's guitar strings and polish." And guess what? Those have a home right in those drawers. Great. The only drawers I have are organized. Okay. Guys, boy, this is a very boy. contentious situation. Oh, that is both snoring. Yes. <laughs> I thought at first I thought it was like a motorcycle, sort of far away. No, oh that's, boy, what that's a lazy our, boy! That's our dog. What a lazy boy. Um, so I think we should we should. Get I'm just so excited about purging everybody. That's that's my number one. My number one uh, goal for 2019 is to live a a, a, a pared down uh, version of my life, and by pared down I mean pared the stuff down. So to do that, you have to stop buying stuff. Honey, I put down the rule, you know. But then you admitted that it, the rule was out the window. Well, it was out the window because I, I had to buy guitar strings. I don't think that should count, though. I think guitar strings and batteries like shouldn't count. You know? Okay. So what else? Should, I mean, like, I agree on batteries. Why don't you agree on guitar strings? Like when strings are dead. Because you have so many guitars. Yeah. But if I'm playing one, let's say I break a high E. Okay. I'm like, guitar strings aren't really my concern. They shouldn't be. It's more clothing. I don't have any. Good. Clo- what are you talking about clothing? There's no clothing here. Great. Did you miss the purge? No. I'm just saying in terms of like buying new stuff don't buy any more clothes i'm not planning on it great she acts like i'm like a fashionista that just can't stop buying clothes but the reality is i just get fatter and need bigger clothes she acts like i buy it because i want it anyway that's my wife for you never actually understanding what's going on psychologically here we go matt matt the victim it's not just matt the victim it's matt the perpetual victim (laughs) No one understands me. No one asks. No one cares about me. All I I do is think about other people. It is true. And no one thinks about me. Just once, someone should think about me. I think about you all the time. Ditto, kiddo. It's just, it's never enough for you. That's why when I'm at Target, you know, I'm like, oh, there are groceries here. Like, look at that. That Alexa app really came in handy. That was your idea, and I used it. That was very handy. It was handy for me to have the list because I was at the store. Right. And so I, did you check the stuff off? So it, I did. Great. You know what's not checked off is peach yogurt and But you got peach bananas. yogurt. I didn't get peach. You didn't? Only strawberry, mango, and whatever berry. You got blueberry, but I thought I you said You wanted blackberry, berry. and I only noticed that after I was paying. Mm-hmm. I hope you like blueberry yogurt. I'm not having it. Okay. You don't like blueberry yogurt? I mean, I'll eat it. You know who does? Bo? Yeah. He does like yogurt. Uh-huh. 
Um, no, I was very appreciative that you bought those groceries. You know, I didn't have to. I know you didn't. So, I just went out for tiny boxes to organize my life. Yeah. And tidy up. Yeah. So that I can tidy up for okay. this baby. Anyway, boy. <laughs> Things are getting weird over 30, here. 30 minutes of tidying. <laughs> I think that, you know, you're all going to be witness to a slow descent into panic. <laughs> I think they're already it's not slow. witnessing it. It's not slow either. It's just, uh, you know, the panic is coming. Like, uh, like a Game of Thrones poster. Ugh. All right. Can I start with this, e- with this email? Sure. This is from Taya. I, too, live in a 1920s storage challenge house. Because of the lack of decent closet space, we have had to be both deliberate in what we buy and creative in the way we use the space. She has some suggestions for us. I like suggestions. You could put one wall-to-wall shelf in the office for books. Did I not say that yesterday? No, well, you it didn't. It wasn't a wall-to-wall. It was only this tiny wall. Oh, yeah, you said... <laughs> the tiniest wall. said we could fit two of the bookshelves, and we can't. Um, she also suggests hang the guitars on the wall in the baby's room. It really does look great. Baby does not need his wall to have big block letters and pictures of giraffes. Hmm. I'd be afraid that the guitars would fall on the baby. Well, we have earthquakes to worry about here. Yeah. So, I mean, also you could just do it not near the baby's head. But that room is so small. There is no wall space. There's no place that. What is the square footage of that room? I think it's seven feet across. Uh-huh. And then, like, that's seven feet lengthwise. No, widthwise. Oh, is it seven feet? I think it's seven. Because I feel like I would lay down in there and I would hit the. (laughs) I think I measured it once and it was seven feet. And then I think so. What is lengthwise? Maybe yeah, something like that. So I think what I'm saying is, if if a guitar, if if an earthquake happened and a guitar flew off the wall, the room is so small that no matter where we put the guitar, it would be in danger of hitting the baby. (laughs) So would anything. Like there should be nothing on the wall by that token. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, All right. While a beautiful crib, rocker, and changing table are tempting, the truth is we only had a pack-and-play and vibrating baby seat for our son for at least a year. He would sleep in the pack-and-play and and get diaper changes there. As discussed, no room for a pack-and-play. We have have no room for a pack-and-play. Don't stress. The more you plan, the more things there are to not go according to said plan. Uh, okay. Please try to enjoy this time and not feel so very overwhelmed by what you think you need to do to prepare. Thanks for the podcast. It really does help. P.S. If I may, I would like to throw a name into your already over-brimming hat. Yeah, go. Arlo Beck Myra. Arlo Beck Myra. I wouldn't name the kid Arlo mostly because of the fact that that's what our security cameras are named. <laughs> that's true. So. Um... All right, I'm going to play voicemail. I like Beck, though. Ready? What if we just name the kid Beck? Beck? Beck Myra? Beck Myra. So it's not rolling off her tongue. totally rolling off the tongue. I'll put it on the list. You don't have to put it on the list. All right. But good suggestion. Yeah, thank you, Taya. Hi, Katie from Atlanta. Getting over a cold, so that's why I sound like Phoebe from Friends. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to chime in with the question with what you guys were asking, like how people narrowed down their lists 
of names. Um, I was hoping when I finally got pregnant that my husband would just give me carte blanche to pick whatever name no, no, that no. I wanted. That was not the true. He was actually way more opinionated than I thought he was going to be. So basically what we did is we each came up with a list of our 10 favorites once we found out that we were having a girl. Um, and then each of us had five unconditional vetoes. So it's like we That's didn't like need a reason. Voir dire. We, we could have just said, nope, don't like that name. And he vetoed my like very favorite name like right off the bat, which I still give him That's crap cold. for. Now, whenever we meet a baby with that name, and I'm like, still love that name. Um, and then we just slowly but surely, like on the weekends while being on the couch, would be like, meh, I really don't like that name. Meh, I really don't like that name. We agreed on a middle name for a while. Um, well, agreed. He let me pick. Um, it's my great-grandmother's name, so it was pretty easy. And then we narrowed it down to two, and we had it at two for a while, like at least a month, and we were just going back and forth. Like we would like call the baby name one and we'd call the baby name two and see how it goes and then i had a fa one of them was his favorite one of them was my favorite so it was gonna one of us was gonna have to quote unquote give in um i ended up winning um <laughs> he, uh, for reference uh then we named our daughter quinn um it was Good ended name. up also being a family name but we didn't know about that until the end uh until we named her and announced everybody because we didn't tell anybody because i don't want people's opinions especially my mom anyway besides the point and he came to me and was like, hey, let's go with Quinn. And I'm like, cool, sounds good. And then I went into labor the next day. So she was a Quinn. She was meant to be Quinn. Now that she's here, she's Quinn. It's great. But that's how we did it. We'll probably do the same if we have more kids. But just kind of wanted to share with you guys what we did. I can't wait to hear what you guys named him. Bye. Oh, that's, you know, that's going to be a big reveal. Yeah. We'll do a lot of drum rolls, a couple of um, probably uh, confetti cannons. A tippity drum. It's all gonna. We have to wheel it in here. So you know, should we the space hire, is gonna be a problem. Should we hire a band? No, I'm gonna play the drums and you'll cue the confetti cannons. Okay. Great. Should we have Bo announce it? Oh, we should try to have Bo bark it in Morse code. Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Let's set. Let's set the trainer to help us with that. <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about that, did we? We did. No, we didn't. That was the Monday after the recorded. We talked about it on the Patreon episode that we recorded oh, on Monday New night. On New Year's <laughs> Eve, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why I felt like we talked about it. Yeah. Well, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, you heard about the dog trainer. There you go. And if you're not, sorry. Let's just say her Tumblr said, uh, this is probably wine, but it was clearly coffee. By Tumblr, he means coffee cup, not Tumblr.com. That's what you think people think of when I say Tumblr? When you said Tumblr, I was like, you saw the dog trainer's Tumblr? You don't think of like a... a, a well, first no. I was like, there's either a coffee Tumblr, which is that, or a glass, a Tumblr glass, which... When you said her Tumblr said, I was like, you were looking at her Tumblr? Oh my goodness, guys. We are just different generations. Dory's of the internet and I am an old-fashioned person. And yet I'm who refers six to glassware. years older. <laughs> Six years older, but you have six more bags per day that you carry around with you. Mm. Mm. Okay. Six more couches she purchases. Okay. Bo, get used to that couch, buddy. That's your main. That's gonna be main couch now. Okay. Do you like it? It doesn't. It doesn't keep your hair as much as the other one. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Okay. It's from anonymous. All right, anonymous. This is more of an inf infertility adjacent topic. Great. But I know that there are some folks listening that would have some amazing suggestions as they may have been on the other side of this equation. 
I learned a couple of days ago that my mom had a child that she gave up for adoption in her early 20s. Hmm. Because my parents are old enough to not totally understand technology, they didn't realize that volunteering DNA to Ancestry.com or myself offering DNA to Ancestry.com could result in finding the half-sibling I'd never been told about. Seriously, I could not believe this did not cross their minds. Talk about a surprise when opening those results. I just wanted to know how German I am and got way more than I bargained for. My mom has been in contact with the half-sibling for a few months and provided me the sibling's contact info. I'd like to start by emailing, but what on earth do I write? Where do I even begin? Sending out the adoption signal. If you were adopted and started speaking to your biological family, what did you want to know? What did you want to hear? What was important to you? This seems so monumental that I want to get this email just right. Thank you both for all you've done with bringing the real struggles of infertility to light and mazel on your baby boy. P.S. Have to agree with the caller suggesting you ought to be ready early. Well, thank you. I was a major slacker, read superstitious and scared, and went into the hospital with basically nothing done at 35 weeks, including no hospital bag, and came home with a baby a couple weeks later. My mom basically nested for me. Take heed of that advice, but also know it'll work out in the end if you aren't totally prepared. Um, anonymous, I am going to recommend a book called All You Can Ever Know by Nicole Chung. We interviewed her on Forever 35. It is a memoir about her quest to find her biological family. She was adopted. Um, it was a, she's Korean. She was adopted by a white couple. So it's a lot about that. But there's some really interesting stuff about kind of what she said when she first got in touch. She, she's now very close with her sister. Um, but. Anyway, I, I recommend this book. But I, I'm also curious to hear what other listeners have to say. Agreed. I uh, If I found a half-sibling, I would hope they were more like me than my full siblings. Anyway. Do you think you're more like your mom or your dad? Hmm. That's a tough question. I think I have a lot of elements of both. Mm. I think I have the, uh, I think I get the uh, theatrics from my mother. Sure. You know, the flair for uh, being a victim. Uh-huh. <laughs> a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think I get from my dad, I think I get the uh, work ethic. Mm. And the the logical mind. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much that, and then the, that's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more gray hair now than my dad did. For you know, I mean, my dad didn't get gray until. I was out of high school. And he was 33 when he had me. Sick. Yeah, he was like 32, 33 when he had me. Oh, boy. So. So he was like 50 when you graduated high school? Yeah. All right. How long ago did I graduate high school? 17 years ago? Oh, my God. That's so long. 
It's okay, honey. I know you're old. It's time for a new break. Did you know that it's time for another break? Great. Did you know that about us okay. right now? Cool. I'm excited about it. We'll be right back. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we're back. We are back. Thanks for sticking around. Um, all right, I'm going to play another voicemail. All right. Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. This is Jenna from North Carolina. I've called a couple of times. Matt, I'm originally from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, uh, Gibson Guitars. So I always think of you. Um, I think of you now. Lovingly from the home of Gibson Guitars. A couple I of Kalamazoo's in here. I have a donor egg baby who is 15 months old. And just listening to the conversations the last three, three or four weeks as you prepare for baby... Um, I just wanted to call in. I was compelled to call in because the best piece of advice that I got, um, or the best thing that I read was about the baby year. Um, the first year of a child's life for many of us is challenging and, um, stressful and it's just different. And that's, I think what Matt is, is worried about is that he knows life is going to be different. But this next best piece of advice that I got was to enjoy every minute of it. Um, it goes by so fast, and that is so true. So both of those things are true. The baby year is hard for most of us. Everyone's experience is different, of course, but in general, that first year is hard. Um, but it does go by so fast, and all of a sudden, she is 15 months old, and she's walking and talking and sleeping through the night, and she takes long, predictable afternoon oh, naps dream. where you can play video games and read your books, and and you get back to um, a little bit more of what you're used to. So, and then before you know it, they're going to go to college, and you'll be back to going to Vegas <laughs> and doing all the things that you love doing. So life, as you know, I know Matt is kind of lamenting the loss of his 30s. But guess what? Around the corner, he's going to be off to college, and you're going to be back to doing everything that you love doing. And you're going to enjoy every minute of the 18 years that you have or more with him. And, um, and yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. But life isn't over, <laughs> and fun isn't over. And I just want to kind of reassure you of that. Um, as you know, the, the mom of a science baby who is, um, 15 months in and again, just was compelled to, to call and, and, and let you know those two things because those two things were very helpful for me. So best wishes to you both. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for those encouraging I like, uh, words. I like some encouraging advice here and there, everybody. If you want to call <laughs> in with something encouraging, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, if you'd like to call in uh, with a horror story also, you know what? We'll hear it. We've heard everything. 
We haven't heard this, though. Yeah, it's funny. The guys bringing the fridge in said, oh, you guys, have, you have a lot of liquor. That was what they noticed. Really? Yes. That's so funny. I was like, yeah, we don't even drink it. We have a lot of it because we don't drink it. Well, we have a lot of it because anytime anyone, you know, if we have a gathering, a rare occasion, someone will bring over something and it will stay on that cart forever. We never heard back from the um, couple that uh, we decided might have had a little... Uh, too much to drink <laughs> they might have drank more a lot more than us i never heard back that's true i hope they're okay i do too anyway hmm. um we have an email from lucy, who, lucy? Has a, who has a signal to send out lucy let's boost this signal what is going on i'm sending out a signal to listeners slash parents of babies and children diagnosed with vactoral Okay, I don't know what that is. V-A-C-T-E-R-L. All right, here we go. I recently had my anatomy scan at 19 weeks, done on December 27th, and they found several defects during my scan. Our little baby boy, due May 19th, was found to have a tracheoesophageal fistula, T-E-F, and a possible esophageal... Esophageal? Esophageal. 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 Honey, it's esophageal. Esophageal. Mm. Atresia. EA. This is when the windpipe and esophagus don't form correctly and the esophagus does not connect to the stomach. Aside from this, they also saw several heart defects. There's a double outlet in the right ventricle, suspected ventriculoseptal defect and pulmonary stenosis oh my word it is very likely that our baby will need multiple surgeries right after he is born as this is our first time being parents we are definitely freaking the fuck out i'm not super worried about the heart surgeries as my older sister was born with a heart defect and had surgery to repair a valve at age four heart problems often run in my mom's side of the family I'm very fortunate to have a great network of doctors and have an amnio scheduled for December 31st, along with a consultation with a fetal cardiologist. I'm much more concerned with the GI stuff. Mm-hmm. If there are any listeners out there that have a child with TF slash EA, when was your kiddo diagnosed and how have surgeries impacted their lives? I honestly have no clue where we go from here as my biggest concern for the last few years was simply trying to get pregnant. We've had several miscarriages. We are not strangers to the loss of a baby, but I've never been this far along before. Any and all advice is greatly welcome. This will also be the first grandchild on both sides of the family, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to have a family conference with my parents and in-laws. Many thanks to Matt, Dory, Baby, and Bo. I hope your week off was much better than mine. Love, Lucy. Lucy, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, it's just like... You get you That's get you get so far along, feeling. and then you go with another thing you're confused yep. about, and that you're like powerless to do anything about until he comes out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, Lucy, I hope some eggheads have some thoughts. Lucy, for you. I hope there are some answers, and I would love a follow-up email from you. <laughs> yes, if, I if, would too. If it ever, uh, if ever possible. Yes, same. Okay, um, this is from 
Annalise. No, sorry. This is from Jennifer. After the baby is born, either stick with a version of the podcast or couples therapy. <laughs> I mean, the podcast is couples therapy. Podcast is probably cheaper and you get feedback from a wide variety of listeners, some with MD or MFT behind their name too. You're getting info and support, etc., that people without a podcast or therapist are not able to receive. Don't go cold turkey. You would miss the sympathetic ears and safe place to vent. And you sometimes get free stuff from sponsors and you may get a few networking opportunities along the way. Good luck with your baby to be and thanks for podcasting. Uh, Who's that from Jennifer? Yes. Jennifer, look, I don't. Here's the thing. We have no formal podcast plans. So we're sort of just winging it in a way that is um, horrifying. So here's my fear. I don't want to turn into this woman who wrote this article in the Washington Post a couple days ago where she writes about how... You've written articles before. Okay, but listen to what this article was about. Oh, God. She is like a... Mommy blogger? Yes. No, that's not us. And she has been writing about her kids since, you know, they were babies. Yes, and now their kids are Her daughter is now nine. Yes, and has all of this information. And and found some of the articles. Because I'm sure in class you Google yourself. And asked her mom to stop writing about her. And her mom said no. Oh, fuck that. Oh, that mom is a horrible person. And I i mean, I would never be that mom, but I don't want to like even come close to being that mom. Oh my God. This is my fear about continuing the podcast once the baby is born. That is very true. It's like, he doesn't have a say in, in this whole situation. Well, I've learned that over the years of podcast. I mean, I've been podcasting for 10 years. You have to be very careful about the people in your life that you talk about without them present. Yeah, but I feel like it's even more fraught when it's a child i agree with you i agree with you you. everything you're saying is making total sense to me so that's like i don't i'm not as concerned about it in the first like couple months of his birth because he's a blob but it's like it's also like i look i'm fine i would theoretically i don't know look if it I don't know. I feel like once the kid's like, I don't know, three, it's like, what do you think, buddy? Do you want do you want this to happen still? But they don't know. They don't know what it is. Yeah, they don't understand true. it. That is true. I mean, look, and we've already like, fucked the kid because he's got 200 episodes, 120 episodes of this mm-hmm. to listen to. But this was before he even existed. So it's to listen to me go, I really want a girl. I really want a girl. Oh, we didn't get a girl. I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out. Oh, now it's a boy. Oh, what do I do with a boy? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, I've, I've thought about that. I think about it all the time. It's horrifying to think about what the kid might think. Oh, you don't love me? What? So, too late. Sorry. So, I don't know. Sorry, Beck Bosch Myra. It is what it is. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I mean, I'm fine talking about us. Yeah, but how? I mean, it's not like, look, I think it's, but we're not like, we're not doing, we're not parenting podcast. You know what I mean? Like, we're not a yeah, but mommy who, blog. But who knows what this will turn into? Well, we'll do our best to make it not turn into a mommy blog. 
Okay, first Here's of all, what I'm saying. first of all, I feel like the term "mommy blog" is derogatory. It is here. I'm sorry, I didn't but mean for it to be. It's not. That's. It's a pretty sexist thing to say. Like, oh, there's daddy bloggers too. That I are know, fucking but horrible. it's like mommy blog has become this mommy blog and this, daddy blog. This I don't. I'm shorthand. Both sexes. Parent- there was a daddy Just say blogger. Parenting blog. Oh God, what about that American blogger movie? What? That fucking daddy blogger who drove across the country. Like we watched it. We had an argument at at midnight watching the trailer about whether or not it was real or fake. Oh, I remember. And I said I one hundred percent guarantee you this is real. And everyone else in the room was like, "No way. This has to be a bit. This is fake. No one is actually like this." It was real. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like. I don't want to put the kid on social media. Like I don't. No, I know. You know, I just, I just, I I feel very. I'm I'm worried about this. It is what it is, though. This is the new fucking. This is the new normal. This is what. Look, I I am annoyed because I have no fucking photos of me as a child. There's no video of me as a child. Like I don't exist until I got to high school. Where Where are the photos? No fucking idea. Uh, my mother probably cut them up and put them in a scrapbook that I will never see again. Like she's gonna hoard this shit. It's like uh, very annoying to me that I don't exist. I don't have, do you, is there one, there's one picture of me as a kid here in this house. And it's from the newspaper. And it's from the newspaper. <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. I'm annoyed. Why don't you ask your mother this, I have, for some photos? I have. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, what do you mean? What do I do? I'm like, fucking scan them. Doesn't she? You have, have scanners. Does she have like a family photo album? She has a ton. I don't like. I don't know where they are. What they are? I've, I would love to look through family. I haven't seen family. I haven't seen family photos in twenty years. That's so weird. It's it's just crazy. They moved to Florida. Took everything with them. I, I don't have anything. It's never like I arrive at Florida and she's like, "Here, take this home with you." Oh, I I just I just steal them. Well, whatever. We don't. She doesn't even have them out for me to steal. Next time we go. It's very annoying. I don't... I li- So here's what I'm saying. This kid will be like me. And I think the kid will be d- delighted that some of this stuff exists. Follow up to that. This isn't really about the kid. It should be about us. This is our fucking relationship podcast. What do you do with this kid? How do we raise this child? You know, we have to be like, the child's an asshole who stinks real bad. <laughs> Like, we don't do that. Okay. I mean, it's more about us than him. So far. Anyway. So far. What an existential question that was, Jennifer. Existential. Maybe we'll call the podcast that. Yep. Dory Matt's, Matt and Dory's existential crisis. Yep. Um. All right. We're moving on to the Disney World portion of the podcast. Wow. We're going to ring out the last five minutes of the show with some... As Disney per tradition. <laughs> six, uh, well, six, whatever. We'll see how long I talk about All it All right, for. this is from Annalise. Watched a lot of Disney videos while I was folding uh, everything I own. Did you learn anything? A lot of it I had sort of seen before. Look, I love Expedition Theme Park and Offhand Disneyland. Those are, oh, and Defunct Land. Those are probably my three favorite theme park related uh, YouTube channels. Offhand Disneyland, their podcast is often sponsored by a candle company that makes sense that are like Pirates of the Caribbean water. Like, no. That's, like, I'm sure they have a monorail scent. <laughs> oh my God. Which that's we should get for Kate. Cr- 
crazy. Oh, we should get that for Kate. Yeah. We should see if there's like. I'll have to use his discount code. Okay, cool. Um, all right, this is from Annalise. They want to advertise on here for crying out loud. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> all right, hey Matt and Dory, I wanted to weigh in on the baby at Disney World. Okay. We went to Disney World with my whole family when my daughter, now three, was five months old. Don't do it. Ten out of ten would not recommend. Oh, this is a this is a very hard line stance. I like it. My daughter was exclusively breastfed. She took bottles, but had not had formula since we were in the hospital for the first few days of her life. Okay. My milk supply tanked while we were there, so she was screaming from hunger. We tried to give her formula, and she literally threw it all up and screamed bloody murder. Why did your milk supply tank? Is that a thing that can happen? Yeah. Interesting. The rest of the trip was basically me chugging as much water as I could while constantly battling anxiety about her being dehydrated or hungry and getting overheated. Yeah. My husband and I ultimately enjoyed the trip about 30% of what we would have if we would have waited until she was weaned. It is also very loud at Disney and even more so at Universal. We spent a week there with my parents, brothers, brothers, fiance, and my grandparents. We had to keep stopping more than everyone else for nursing breaks and to calm her down to sleep. Sure. The hush hat we have was sometimes helpful, but she often got overwhelmed and overstimulated by all the sights and sounds. Two nights I can remember we were all having dinner and one of us had to take her outside and to walk around in the stroller while she screamed for an hour before she would calm down enough to sleep. It threw her entire schedule to hell and just made the trip pretty miserable for us. I enjoyed the trip with my family and riding the rides, but I'm excited to go back with both children. I have a month old son in about four to five years when they can both enjoy it without, dri- without it driving us insane. Interesting. Thanks for all you do. Your podcasts, excellent and TNC are highlights of my week. Oh, that's very nice. You know, we, we, we would have the side benefit of like, we ultimately get to it. If we needed to need it to, we could just escape to my parents' house. Right. We got a voicemail about, because they live Babies in Orlando. And Disney that I'm going to play. Let's hear it. Hi, Matt and Dory. It's Iris from Miami. Um, I'm surprised that nobody has... This is about Disney, Walt Disney World. Um, You're in the right part of the show. Yeah. So I'm surprised nobody has mentioned about that um, Walt, the Magic Kingdom has like a little area where for nursing mothers or just mothers in general where... They have, like, rocking chairs, um, dim lights, an area where you can, like, change your child, your baby's diaper, and they have, like, a little kitchenette to, like, heat up food or heat up formula or whatever. Um, They have bathroom stalls, um, so many things, and it's a great feature. Epcot also has it, and I found it um, quite useful um, when my daughter was about one and a half. And even, too, because it's even, like, an area where, like, you can just go and, like, calm down and get away from, like, all the hustle and bustle and just, like, chill. So um, that is definitely a perk. I don't know if Disneyland has it, but I know Disney World has it and Epcot has it. Hope this helps. Bye. I think I've wandered over toward this near the first aid situation between Casey's Corner and the... uh buffet uh winnie the pooh buffet that mm. has the worst food known to man mm-hmm. god that buffet is so bad it's very bad twice we've eaten there yes why i probably once, ate there three or four times i think once because we didn't really like we were we just were like oh character lunch 
And then another time because we were with like a thousand people. Right. Needed a reservation somewhere. And that was where we wound up. Um, Shockingly, they had a reservation available. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, the uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called. Yeah, it's the Winnie the Pooh character. But look, the characters are great. I thought that was the Crystal Palace. That's I think. But that sounds like the wrong name to me. Hmm. Crystal Garden. Whatever. Anyway, someone will correct me. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? Nope. No more Disney content? That's it. Oh, boy. Step up your Disney game, people. This portion of the show is my favorite. Um, Listen, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting us. Thank you all for being you. And a reminder that you can still support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash Adventure. We're still doing those bonus episodes. Those bonus episodes will not stop. I had to remind her that we had to do one. On and we did it on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Eve. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. It was truly hilarious. We love our patrons. That you guys always ask the best that questions. I finally, was able to say to Dory, "Hey, you know we have to do a bonus ep." It was great. Thank you, everybody, for participating in our Patreon and and, and listening to them. Okay, so here's our first batch of patrons for the month. A reminder: if you support us at the five dollar level or above, you get your name read on the podcast every month as a token of our appreciation uh yeah so thank you everybody let's kick things off with our most patron of patrons diana martin caroline land frederick roy i don't know why i always try to call him roa mostly because of the hockey player greg watchorn our irish friend uh jennifer hs judy lauren gleason melody baltazar tara mckelfrish tyler rosewood uh karen thick hershey abba n uh alan l alec meredith and <clears throat> fletcher babble allison dean ali moran uh, uh amanda lighty amy amy giles amy griffin amy sharon andrea mccarroll andy pavlik angel rivera the third angie james Anne k lee Anne real anon e mouse i think it's anon e mouse oh like chuck e cheese Mm. Uh, anonymous anonymous april cherry ariana perry arthur finney ashley sissel lee uh ashley meller audrey watson aurora and zelda they are science twins becca foster i wonder if ben a ph phd can tell us um if the people that like to be have their name read as anonymous if they think they know which one is them (laughs) (laughs) brett jarrett Brittany Bonanza. Bruno Macias. CJ. Captain Velvet Thunder. Hello. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Chris Dybel. Christina Turner. Christine M. Christy Mags. Danielle Kohler. Daphne Powers. Darlene Estramira. Oh, sorry. Darlene Estramira. I say that because it's all in caps. Deify Plums. <laughs> Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth Ann. Elizabeth Gerardo. L. Emily Brett. Emily McNaughton. Erica Brown. Aaron Gudge. Here comes the Gudge. The Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Harriet Ware. Heather Nelson. Helen R.B. Hooten Waddle. Jack Woodyard. James Feigl. James Gilly. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Floyd. 
And Jennifer Steele rounding it out. Thank you, everybody, for being Thank patron you supporters. Thank you so much. Uh, if I ask you to write in again, please write in again. If uh, you have any Disney questions, well, lovely time for doing that at the end of the show. I'm happy to talk about it. It's one of my favorite places. Um, and uh, otherwise, it's been nice spending Sunday evening with you and not having to be in New York. Yes. That's same. back tonight. Star Trek's back yeah. tonight? Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm here. You are. Comfortable. Yep. And uh, not cold. and Not having to get on a plane tomorrow morning. Can you imagine? To set. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, everybody. We will uh, catch you next week. Bye. Bye.